Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School. Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand. Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover. So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in Plant plant School. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Plant School. Today, we'll be talking about watering your plants and sunlight. So very fundamental topics when it comes to houseplant care. Our format of our podcast, we had some questions come in from some of my family, and so we'll be answering their questions. And so like them, you can send in some of your questions to our Gmail at tennyplants at gmail.com or on our Instagram, you can comment on one of our posts and send in any questions that you have and we will try and, and make a podcast episode in the future about it. Yeah, and it. Our, our Instagram handle is just tennyplants on Instagram, as well as our YouTube is Tinny yeah. Plants. Comment anywhere on those. We will respond yes. and are very appreciative of any engagement that we get from you guys. So anyways, let's dive right into it. Rachel, one of the many questions that you have gotten is how often should I water my plants? That is a great question. And like you said, I get it all the time. And it's one that I feel like is not very well understood. Sam, usually if you ask someone that question at like a greenhouse, they will tell you, oh, water this one like every two weeks, water it once a week, toss that out the window. Okay, Sam, you want to toss that out the window simply because every plant is different and they're different based on where you can place them in your home too. So what I want you to remember is that you water your houseplants according to its soil. Okay. So when you are thinking they might need some water, don't water them first. Stick your finger in the soil first. If it's really dry, it probably needs some water. And you want to stick your finger in probably like an inch down, not super far. (laughs) You don't got to put your whole hand in there. (laughs) But just stick it in. If it's dry, water it. If it is wet, maybe wait a few days. Wait another week because... You, you don't want to give them too much. You don't want to give them too little. But always check their soil. That was the one thing I learned while I worked. I worked at a greenhouse at my university at BYU. Go Cougs. Rise and shout. <laughs> Oftentimes, like, if we had plant issues, it was usually due to watering. So they would always tell us, like, you check the soil before you dump that watering can. Just check it. Hmm. One, one rookie novice question that I have follow-up to that. This is my own personal question. Do you? Does it matter if you water the actual leaves and stems of the plant, or is it just the soil that needs watering? That's a good question, because yes, it does matter. Oh. 
some houseplants, if you water directly onto their leaves, it can cause some rotting if that water like gets stuck there and just sits. Oh, I thought it was a good thing to water the leaves. It's, it's usually not the greatest thing for them. I'm sorry. Whenever you've asked me to water your plants, <laughs> I usually focus on getting the leaves. <laughs> That's all right. Like it's not very often it'll affect it like a lot. Huh. It's like maybe if you have a dracaena, those leaves kind of curve in and they can kind of just sit there right at the stem and it will cause it to rot. So usually I try and water just directly into the soil okay yeah and so if you've got a big pot do you want to water around the entire soil and get every part of the surface of the top of the soil yeah i i would say yes because that would encourage root growth to go out to the soil surrounding it because it's wet and there's moisture there and those roots want that gotcha Okay, so another big question is what happens if I overwater and how much would be overwatering? Like, how do I know how much is too much with yeah. the soil? When you overwater, there's quite a few things that can happen. First of all, you can get root rot. And this most commonly happens if your pot does not have any drainage holes. It's not like I have put my plants into the sink and just drenched them with water, the soil with water. And it doesn't cause any problems because I have drainage holes and all the excess water comes right out. You've got a root canal. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have to go get fillings in my teeth, so my, it's mind, on your is, mind. my mind is elsewhere. <laughs> You want to keep drainage holes in all of your pots. If you don't have drainage holes on your pot, you have to be very careful about how much you water because if those roots sit in water for too long, they rot and your whole plant is very likely to die. Yeah. Will you see that it's dying in the leaves? Like, will the leaves start turning? A- yeah, that's usually the biggest sign is the leaves will start to turn yellow and it's not just older leaves, it's... Like you can tell they're young, should be healthy leaves, but they're starting to go yellow. Or it's the plant is getting mushy. That's a common sign of root rot. And one last thing along with overwatering is it's very common to happen if you're just on a routine of watering your plants and your plant is in a low area of sunlight. And we'll be talking about sunlight later, but your plant is not going to be absorbing as much water if it's in a dark place. (laughs) Not like emotionally. (laughs) A dark place literally in your home. Going through a rough breakup with plant friends. When a plant is in a, a dark area of your house, it's not growing as much. It's not needing as much water. And so you will not be needing to water your plants that are in a dark area of your home as much. And that's another reason why you should check the soil instead of just doing a routine. Because depending on where you place your plant in your house can affect how much water they're going to need per week or per month. So the ones like next to the window are going to need to be watered. Maybe more more often than the ones in a dark place. Exactly. So what happens then if you underwater your plants? They will crust up and dry and die. Dry and die. Dry and die. That's easy to remember. They usually, some plants will let you know that they are thirsty. For example, peace lilies are known for being very dramatic about this. If you don't water them, they will just start to droop right down. And you can go ahead and water them, and usually they'll perk back up, and they're just fine. But some plants aren't as forgiving, so maybe just make a routine to check the soil on your house plants every week or so, just to make sure that they aren't getting too dry. I will say that 
some plants like succulents or snake plants, they are desert plants. And you actually want the soil to get really dry between waterings. It's fine for them. They like it. It's not a problem. So how often would you, or how long would you keep it dry then for those plants? That's a good question. It kind of just depends. You'll, like, you'll get into your own rhythm. But I would say if you stick your finger in the soil and it's dry down an inch or even two inches, then it's probably ready for another watering. But if it's still kind of moist down in there, then maybe wait for that week. Don't water it. Gotcha. On to our next question, what kind of water should I use? You know what? I use tap water. (laughs) And my plants turn out just fine sometimes because there are a lot of chemicals in tap water. But I would say like if you just want to be like fancy Nancy been reading that book with our son, Fancy Nancy. (laughs) But if you want to be like her, then I would say spring water or rainwater, if you want to go and collect some rainwater, those two would be the best option for your plants because they they contain minerals that your plants are going to need, but not things like chlorine, like our tap water has. I know a lot of people use distilled water, I don't know. I'm kind of iffy on that one just because distilled water has no minerals in it or very, very, very low amounts of minerals. And that can actually slow the growth in a plant because it can't take up anything from the water. It doesn't benefit gotcha. from it at all. What about like smart water, vitamin water, Gatorade? <laughs> Please don't use Gatorade. <laughs> that would be, yeah. Electrolytes, get a replenish them. Mm-mm. Oh for a plant they don't have muscles if you use like fiji water or stuff like that i'm pretty sure that's spring water so it'd actually be pretty good for it should i mist my plants i miss my plants all the time whenever we leave and go somewhere in my ss you miss them yeah Yeah, right you do (laughs) not i don't have any plants they're all your plants you can adopt one if you want to out somewhere and buy one so it feels like mine But that's a good question, though, of should you be misting them? You know what I say? I say don't even worry about it. You can, and it's fine. Like, it's not really going to harm your plants unless, like, you're excessively misting them and they are soggy all the time. It just opens up the door for more pathogens to come and, you know pathogens exist mostly in water and so if you are just constantly wetting them down that can be a problem but usually it's not a big deal but I do not mist my plants because it has such a small effect on them you mist them it probably lasts for a couple minutes that you increase the humidity and that's the whole point of misting is to increase the humidity because these are tropical plants that's what they're used to that's what they want but it's just not very effective unless you're constantly doing it yeah exactly and I don't want to live in a house that like feels like (laughs) Texas in the summer like Georgia yeah like Georgia or something like that so you can get a humidifier I know they even have like little like glass cabinets that you can keep your plants in that humidifies them that might be an option but all in all I wouldn't worry about misting your plants does it kind of go back to what we talked about earlier with watering your leaves and stuff Mm -hmm. because it Can it damage it if you missed them too much? Yeah, kind of like I said earlier, it can cause them to like get soft and machine rot or it can lead to more pathogens being able to get access to your plant. And what does that even mean, the pathogens? Just like bacteria or infections that will cause the plant to rot. Yeah. Okay. 
All sciencey. And one more question before we take a quick break. Should I put rocks at the bottom of my soil? No. No. This is just for everyone out there. I, that is such a common thing that people tell you to do. That if you put rocks at the bottom of your plant, for example, like you have a pot, right? Mm-hmm. You stuff a bunch of rocks in, then you put the soil on top, and then your plant is in the soil. It's not going to help. The pore spaces between your soil, they're so small. And to go from that to these huge pore spaces of air between rocks It's just too much of a difference. You know, water, it likes to hold on to itself. So it's not just going to freely drip down unless you have like super soaked your soil and that's not a good thing. It actually causes the soil to retain more water. It doesn't drip down into those rocks and that can lead to root rot. It seems like you wouldn't be clogging up the drainage holes of your pot, but you are if you put rocks at the bottom. Just because there is such a difference in pore spaces, the water will not let go of itself and drip down into those rocks. Kind of a story to go along with that, I took a class about, we talked about sports turf in this class. And BYU's football field, they use this science. They start with soil, they go to a fine grain sand, then a coarser grain sand, and eventually to pebbles and to these rocks. But it was so expensive, such a long process like of getting the pore spaces exactly right that the water would drain down and drain out efficiently. It's just not practical for you and your houseplants. Like it's incredibly difficult to do. And like luckily sports turf people can do this well so that their fields drain really well in like torrential rainstorms. But for you and your houseplant, it's going to be hard to do and it's not worth it. Don't put rocks at the bottom. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I've seen some football games, though, where it rains like crazy, and they're actually pretty fun to watch, where the field is practically <laughs> flooded, and they'll be running for the touchdown, and, and then it's just like this giant puddle, and it's just splashing like crazy, and then they dive. And there's and, mud. Yeah, and there's mud As- everywhere. Yeah, I think it was like North Carolina where they were playing. Ooh, yeah. As someone who has taken like turf science, it like breaks my heart <laughs> into two to see football players like tearing up all the grass and like ruining yeah. just all that mud. I'm just like, oh my goodness, what a mess for the person who manages that. But yeah. I don't think the average Joe worries about that kind of yeah. stuff. And before we go to break, we used to clean the football stadium at BYU. Oh, yeah. I would drag Sam with me. For your landscaping club. So Rachel's very dedicated to plants to where she would make me stay up with her cleaning the stadium so her club could earn some money. Yeah. It was kind of miserable. We'd have to like... Wet popcorn. Soggy donuts. Just because like people were dumping out the water of water bottles so we could recycle them. And so all this water was just coming down the stands and you'd be picking up leftover food and yeah. Yeah. Icky. Game would end at midnight because for some reason our games always kicked off at like 8.30. And so we wouldn't be done cleaning till like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Yeah. For all you people who have ever cleaned a stadium of any sort, kudos to you because it is just... Yeah. But anyways, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about sunlight and what kind of sunlight is great for your plants and what isn't good for your house plants. So stick around. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, welcome back. And before we move on to sunlight for your houseplant and address that subject, I forgot one thing about watering, and that kind of goes with the topic of overwatering your houseplant. If you ever find that there is mold on top of your soil, or you have little, what are those called? Gnats? Those little flies. That's I think what they're that, called. Yeah, I think they're called yeah. fungus gnats. <laughs> this is what you do. You stop watering your plants so much. You can scrape off the mold off of the, you know, the top of that soil and just be sure to not water your plant as much. And usually, usually that will cure the problem. It will get rid of the gnats and it will get rid of the mold as well. A very helpful tip. I hope that so. That never comes up. I'm sure it happens for a lot of people. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. So. Don't I know it? All the gnats. <laughs> There's been one flying around here just yeah, I know. a second ago. It just ago. says we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> Quit watering them so much. All right. Sunlight. Let's get talking about it. And again, if you have any questions regarding watering your plants or sunlight that we don't address here, feel free to send them in. So our first question, how much sunlight do my plants need? That kind of varies with each plant, of course. Something like a succulent or a cactus wants direct sunlight. It needs a lot. The more, the merrier. Because usually, you know, it's a deserty plant. And other ones, the more tropical plants, such as like a peace lily, or maybe a ficus, dracaena, or like a pothos, all these different tropical plants, they don't need direct sunlight. But I will say that oftentimes they'll be like, oh, put this in low light. So low light is described, and I know this is probably gonna be like what but it's described as being 50 to 100 foot candles wait like a candle for your feet i don't really know (laughs) i don't know where it comes from but i'm sure it goes back to when they had candles and this is actually much brighter than you think so i'm just imagining this 100 foot tall candle (laughs) no okay no get that out of your head imagine 100 candles okay 50 that are shaped like feet oh my gosh forget the foot Okay, anyways, low light fit means 50 to 100 foot candles. And I would say like your typical like office cubicle without windows around it is probably, or maybe like a distant window is probably around 30 foot candles. So when you buy a plant and it says, oh, it needs low light, it's actually a little, probably a little brighter than you might think it is. And I will say that most plants will benefit if you put them like bright sunny areas not ones that are getting direct sunlight like you don't want the sun shining straight through the window onto your plant at least tropical plants but you want them nearby because usually they will benefit from the extra light even if it does say like i'm a low light plant so what are some common places in the house that you would put these plants? If you have a windowsill that is facing, where does where does the sun rise? Sun rises in the east. east Correct. Okay. So if you have a north or south facing window, those are really great for house plants because they never really get too much direct sunlight. 
So I would say try and place them near a north or south facing window. If you do have them like in an east window and there's not too much direct sunlight shining right on them for too long, it's probably fine. But I would say like the gold standard is like a south facing window okay. near there. So you've got a couple of our house plants like in the middle of the room. I do. Away from windows. Is that enough sunlight when during the day? Probably not, to be honest, at least for like optimal growth and health. These plants probably aren't getting as much as they should. They would probably be better if I like scooted them somewhere closer. Thing is, we have a couch in the way. I get to sit them on the couch. That'd be nice. Yeah, take up some spot. It's not like we have anyone over anyways during the pandemic. <laughs> and your plant will probably survive in a place like in the middle of the room where there's not a whole lot of sun reflecting around, but it's not going to thrive. So there's a difference between just surviving and thriving. Like a thriving plant will probably give you blooms. It'll look healthier. Yeah, it's actually surprising how many houseplants are capable of flowering and and blooming but you just don't know because they usually hardly get the amount of light that they're really needing to put energy into that sounds like a good uh instagram campaign or a t-shirt hashtag survive and thrive yeah there you go and we'll just have some plants on it no one can steal this idea we're gonna do it we'll make a t-shirt so very good answer Thank to that previous question we'll give you the points next question what is indirect sunlight? That's a good question, and it's kind of just like a hazy term sometimes like for people. Ten candle, foot candles? Yeah, forget the foot candles, we're <laughs> past that. So direct sunlight is literally the sunshine coming straight through your window. Does and it in, matter that there's a window in the way for it to be direct or indirect? No, it doesn't matter. The window it's doesn't. still direct sunlight, okay. yeah. And indirect sunlight is just like reflected light, whether it's like... Bounce off the ceiling, the floor, the, the walls, exactly. and then getting your... Yes, exactly. Okay. So if you see like sunshine hitting your plant, is that direct sunlight? Yes. And then if it's just during the day, your room is lit from the sun outside and your that windows are indirect. open, that's indirect sunlight. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. You helped me answer that. I get the points I could for answer. that one. So we're tied. So whoever <laughs> answers this question about sunlight... They win. Wins. So our last question of this episode of the podcast, and for the grand prize... The title of Plant Guru on Sunlight. What are the benefits of getting correct sunlight? <laughs> I, I buzz in. Uh, they survive and thrive. They thrive, Thri not just survive. They, Is that what you meant? Yes. Survive and thrive. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. So I win. <laughs> you win. So, and if they're thriving, what happens to them, Sam? They bloom. They get flowers. They get yeah. fruit. That's trees. Some. I like. I've seen people have indoor plants of like... A fruiting tree, like little um, orange trees, oh. little lemon trees. I'm sure there's people who listen. If we ever get anyone listening to this podcast. Yeah. I'm sure there's people who are like, who is this guy? Like fruit. Um, fruit on like, a house plant? Really super. I really want people to know that I know nothing about plants. So whenever I make any sort of comment that's close to a good answer. No judgment. No judgment. Hashtag but don't judge that means, Sam. like that's a pretty good guess on my no, but you're exactly right. They they can bloom, some can fruit. And like I said, there's a lot of houseplants that you probably don't know that bloom. Like succulents will often bloom. Dracaenas can even bloom. Some of those, I was like, what? I need to get mine more in the sunlight so that they can have that chance. 
And another thing is that like, you have to think of these houseplants that we're buying, they grow up in greenhouses and these greenhouses, they're completely clear, either made of plastic, fancier ones are made of glass and they have this shade cloth. So they're getting in sunlight from all directions, just this nice, bright, indirect sunlight. They're growing fast and it's just really ideal for them. We take them into our homes. They are not getting sunlight from all directions. We like we make mistakes or we put them in a dark spot and so they don't grow as well. They can have problems. Oftentimes, especially species of ficus, a fiddle leaf fig is a type of ficus. We have a Benjamin ficus right here in the corner of our, our front room and they can be really finicky. If, when you take them home and they're adjusting, they might lose some leaves. So it's common for plants to lose leaves if you change them from different areas of lighting. So when you bring them into your home, they just don't have that growth and everything that they would in a greenhouse because we don't have, we we don't live in greenhouses. As much as you would love to oh, live in a greenhouse. Oh, I would love to live in a greenhouse. That's just something to remember that like your plant isn't going to be as perfect as it would be if it was in a greenhouse. You know, some leaves are going to fall off. It's going to look a little straggly sometimes, but it's just the way it is. It's in a home. It brings you joy, but it's sometimes like not the greatest thing for a houseplant, but it will still live and survive. Yeah, and we can even talk more about this in other episodes, but if a plant isn't getting enough sunlight, sometimes it will start to grow towards the window, just really trying to get there to get more sunlight. Oh. Yeah, succulents especially do this. They will grow all sorts of like weird shapes just so that they can get closer to the sun. Ours are doing it right now. Like they're stretching towards the sun and the bottom of them are just dead because they're just trying to get there. I wonder it'd be a fun experiment to like leave to leave a sorry to leave a plant in like a closet where there's no sunlight, one where there's indirect sunlight and then one where there's really direct sunlight and see that would be interesting yeah and see how long it lasts without sunlight versus the ones that have the direct sunlight. Be a good YouTube video. It would be. Perhaps we'll make that. I mean, like a plant needs sun to photosynthesize and turn the energy from light into sugars to grow. So I'm assuming if you stuck it in a closet, it would probably die pretty quick because it would have no way to get energy to grow. I just think it'd be cool to track it and see how it progressively gets worse and worse. Okay, who's putting up a plant for a sacrifice to die in a closet? (laughs) I don't want that that on my head. (laughs) Maybe if we just like grow some like um, vegetable plant or something from seed, yeah. like a green pepper or something. And see which ones grow faster, which we already know the answer. We do? We well, do. I'm guessing that the one that has sunlight will. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, just common sense. I get you. Yeah. I get you. You think I'd know these yeah. things. So I thought All right, you were Sam, the expert here. You're now the expert. I'm the yeah. host. I'll, I'll ask you questions. All right, well, that wraps it up for this episode. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Those of you who made it all the way through this episode and endured to the end on this will be coming out with more episodes soon. So we hope to see you soon. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Tinny Plants on Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube. Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T-E-N-N-E-Y Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, 
email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.